welcome to another gorgeous little episode of The Moments in the Oppas, a podcast discussing the Avatar universe's folklore episode by episode. We are your hosts, Eric Lefebvre, Dr. Amber Jones, and Jessica Tercero. We're continuing our journey through Avatar The Last Airbender, book two, Earth, chapter six, The Blind Bandit. In this chapter, destiny is fulfilled, and we meet our queen, Tough Beifong, and the real story finally begins. Woo! Okay, so off the bat, I want to say congratulations, everybody. We made it! We did it. We <laughs> made it show now. to Toph. There's so much we've been waiting to talk about. Literally. We got to Toph, we got and to we, got to to- and let- we got to Toph, now let's get to talking. <laughs> um so we had a glimmer of Toph in the swamp uh, but who was this uh gorgeous giggling girl with a pet flying boar um and in this episode we we learn the symbolism we learn the symbolism so the the, the gang ends up in gaoling they're kind of doing some shopping Sokka gets a bag um, that he hates eventually. They end up at this earthbending kingdom. Bag. They see, <laughs> huh? It's a cute bag. That's one thing I it, wanted to say. Like, it was a cute bag. It was a cute bag. It was. I was into it. He, he was right. It wasn't matching anything. And that's true. But like, power clashing is a choice. Yeah. Like, like you're traveling in, this... in the earth kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just full tourist mode. Nice Go for bag it. is a statement. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like it would be cool to see him really embrace that, but he's he does he's in the Sokka, end, which again so, is growth. You know. So yeah, they 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 pass by this earthbending school. They see a couple of teenage punks outside earthbending. Uh and they're like, "Oh, maybe we can like whatever." And so they inquire about it. They overhear the ki- or no, they overhear the kids talking about the uh Earth Rumble 6. Earth yes, Rumble 6, so. which or is seven. essentially like Earth- WWE, which was so cute. So cute. Yes. Uh, and they're like, we're not going to tell uh, you what that is. And then Katara's like, are you sure? And they're like, JK, LOL, this is what it is. And so then they go to this Earth Rumble. Oh, thing. and she steals Fun her fact, tickets, too. She's straight up like. She steals her tickets. Yeah. Fun fact. Apparently, they tried to cast The Rock in the role of the boulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did not. Is that true? Say yes. <gasps> yes. Wow. They tried because it would be the rock so as the funny. boulder, and they wrote the part, I guess, to be the yeah. rock, and that's why the guy who's doing it is doing almost like a rock yeah. impression. Oh my yeah. god! So they it was tried to hire to be... him, even just like as the voice person. Hmm. That yeah. would have been so cute. It was gonna, it was gonna be a little cameo, I guess. Yeah, um, I feel like that's just... a lack of foresight. I know. He could have been in the Avatar universe. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. We would have lost fool. our damn minds. We would have. Like, ah, uh, that would have been cute. Wait, who did that? Hold on. Mick Foley. Oh. It's Mick Foley. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got Mick Foley to play the boulder. Okay, great. They did get another Incredible. wrestler. Um, yeah, so that was Mick Foley doing the boulder. Um, so they go to this place, and um, they watch as these people do earthbending wrestling. It's gorgeous. It's cool. We love it. Um, finally, we get to a champion match, and the undefeated blind bandit shows herself on stage and it's none other than Toph Beifong. Here we go. She kicks ass. It's like unflinching one hit KO each time we see that like awesome uh, vibrational um, like 3D 
like vision uh, sort of that she has. Pattern. Yeah. Call it like yeah. seismic sense. Mm-hmm. Like when yes. you can feel you... through the floor. Yes. Yeah. So you, we see her seismic sense. We see how she's processing the battle and how she's using it to her advantage. She's iconic. She's amazing. They're in the stands like, who the fuck was that? And, and Aang is like, oh, I think I know who that she is. She literally and like waits to the vision. and listens. Literally. That's exactly yeah. what he needed. Ugh. She's so cool. Which is- and then I love how it's like, oh, if you can dethrone her, uh, we have a ton of money for you. And then he's like, oh, yeah, let me try. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's not just that. He's like, oh, I'll come down. He's like, I don't really want to fight. I want to talk. And then um, he pushes her off the pedestal and he gets the money. And she's like, fuck you, stranger. Yeah. I wish I had the power to create a room in a rock like she does. Which is like. (laughs) So sick. Okay. I'm steamrolling. How are we feeling about Beifong? Toph. I just, I love her entrance so much. Like, so they first set the scene with like the boulder, like beating all sorts of different guys. So like clearly the boulder, he's like who you would imagine to be like the best earthbender. And then they do the big reveal. And they're like, now you're defending champion. So she like been here owning this place, the blind bandit. And like first, like Katara is like, uh, like, oh, she can't really be blind, right? Like that's not possible. <laughs> She's like, Wait. Just, but then it's Aang is like, like the <laughs> reveal. Aang is like, oh no, I think she is. And like, literally, like, it's fun too, because like, when we see that like seismic vision that you were talking about, it's also like kind of bullet time too, right? Because like, it's like happening. She is so fucking quick, which is like really interesting when you think about like, um, you know, she, she waits, uh, she listens and then she acts, right? Like the, she... what Aang is looking for but she's able to process this much information in like a nanosecond which is like not at all what like you'd expect from like uh, the direction that Aang was given right and it also like really speaks to Toph and how she defends herself or how she goes on like the offense too right like Mm -hmm. uh, just as a person not even with bending like she is a hothead she will like immediately like jump down your throat if like you know she knows where you're going she's like boom here i am you know um so she bends the exact same way that like she is as a person like personality wise and i think that's so cool and so smart yeah and i think that like she is just so fully aware of how her bending is this extension of her senses and how easy it is for her to like tap into this like great power and not ever apologizing for it. And I and I also like that she's just straight up Hannah Montana-ing. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah Montana. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like she's literally the undefeated champion of this WWF wrestling thing in town. Yeah. But then she goes home and she's like the demure daughter of a rich person, nobody knows the richest about. family. Yeah. 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 So like, that's like the perfect cover because nobody even knows she exists because like the Beifongs are like ashamed of her disability, right? And they're just like, oh, we, our daughter is not perfect. Well, we cannot show you to the world, you know? Yeah. And she's like, cool. Which is so, <laughs> which is so cool, especially just for like 
a character with a disability, a physical, dis- like, just like, mm-hmm. like, for that to be the narrative and for her to literally be the most powerful one and to be like, she's playing her parents. She's yes. playing her teacher. She's playing everybody. Mm-hmm. She's like, you have no idea what I'm capable of. I know what I'm capable of. And you'll find that out when you need to know. If you'll ever need to know. Like, like <laughs> the, when Aang finds her in the garden and he's like, oh my God, I found you. She's like, get the fuck out. Oh my God, there's somebody <laughs> here. I'm so defenseless. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like well, the, <laughs> the interaction with, uh, Aang and her at the table when they show up because Aang is obviously using his avatar privilege to be like oh you're not allowed here but then it's like oh I'm just gonna go knock on your door and be like I'm actually the avatar can I come hang out yeah <laughs> like how does that feel uh and then they're just like constantly back and forthing she's throwing rocks at him under the table and he's like trying to show off convincing trying to convince her to teach him or find that in uh, and it's just really cute because we we start to see like I don't know it's cool. This is like arguably like the most privileged people in the world in this um, in this room because the Beifongs are the richest people in the entire world. So like yeah. for like Avatar like Avatar. The Avatar is the only one that could literally just walk in and be like, hey, um, we're having dinner tonight. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know. I really love just seeing the transition of Toph. Um, knowing that like, you know, the avatar went there with a vision of who she really was. Um, but where he found her was like living this double life. Um, them having like no idea that she can, she's more than just like a feeble little blind girl, but then also just the absolute violence of them refusing to see her as anything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, and that's Toph's reality that she's already maybe like the most talented, like earthbender, or at least like tied, you know, with, uh, with Boomy or something like that right now. And like people barely even know her, but just like the absolute violence of her own parents, not recognizing her excellence, yeah, especially when it's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, watching Aang be so resolute in his knowledge that, like, he knows how good she is. He knows that she's the one. He knows that she is going to be this person, this great person, devoid of her family and her family's expectation of her and what they think of her. Yeah. It is cool. And, like, it's, it's so fun to watch her butt up against that where it's, like, it seems... Because, obviously, Aang is a little bit of a privileged, like well, I'm just going to get whatever I want. And you're like, yeah, sure, got it. But she's always batting him back against whenever he's like being like, you're amazing, you're so good, you're so talented, whatever. And she's like, fuck you, go away from me. Like, (laughs) I'm not, there's a level of like, I feel like she's not used to that kind of earnest adoration. And with the wrestling thing, it's easy because it's not, it's it's strangers. It's strangers who don't know her. They don't and know she exists. They don't know where she's from. It's performance, exactly. Yeah, they don't know who she really is. So having somebody 
to see both sides of her and seeing that power and saying you are so incredible and being like fuck you i don't want to hear that go away from me well um obviously it's great to watch like in the end where she's like you know what fuck my family you're yeah. right i mean that's and that's also catalyzed by like that a whole other scene but like it's just it's cool to see yeah. her give in and be like yeah you know what fuck them i'm out well and you see good good in me they like underestimate her her entire life like literally they wanted somebody to blow on her soup because it was too hot right yeah. so she like because they don't even think that she is that capable like uh she's like you don't get to know the capable side of me you want me to be this helpless person great this is how i'm going to uh perform for you like and it, so it's yeah. interesting because even though like the wwe wrestling match is like her is supposed to be performance that's actually her and her real performance is when she's at home right so like yeah i really i like that she doesn't allow her parents to see that side of her because they don't get to see that side of her because they've never thought that she was capable and never believed in her so you yeah. like so at that young age to like recognize that and to understand like how that works and to be like no you do not get to see this side of me i know that i'm amazing because like she fucking eats it up too when she's in the ring right she is oh, she yeah. knows that she is the most powerful person she knows that she can take on literally everybody even at the end right she's it's like six guys on her and she's like yeah, yeah no i got this I, uh, do not fucking step in the our, ring and she our first meeting of her is neo at the end of the matrix like yes. we're yeah. introduced to her at like the apex the of like what one. is arguably this huge day this is day one this is scene one yeah. we're seeing her she's already neo like, like it's done it's such a statement yeah like they before we ever knew that she'd like invent a whole new type of bending they were just saying like, yeah, Toph is that bitch. You need to watch this person because she is special. And she beat all of them with her will. And she did it with such like precision. Like I think my favorite part about like the whole fight scene, like where she's like fighting all these guys um, and she's literally, not only is she kicking them out of the ring, but she's hitting the same exact spot every mm -hmm. single time, except for the last one. The last one she delivers right in between her old teacher and her father. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so perfect. It's like, oh, just in case you were still saying that this is something else, this is trickery or whatever. Here's the guy I just beat. And she yeah. does give her dad In case the you out, thought this was a ruse. Right? She's like, yeah. you know, after he sees all this and she's like, look, uh, she's like, which she absolutely did not have to do this. Dad, I know it's hard for you having a blind daughter and it's like, you know, um, under yeah. like subtext, it's shameful for you to have a disabled daughter. But like, yeah. you know, now you know my secret. I want to, I, I love this. This is who I am. I've, ne I've never had a real friend. Like when she said that, I was like, oh God. Like, and that really makes so much sense for how she interacts with literally everybody. And yeah. also for like where she ends up later on, like in the swamp by herself. Because like, I mean, she's, you know, used to relying on only her, right? Like that's how she grew up and that's where she's comfortable. But like, like her dad's response to that 
you know and oh and she says i hope that this doesn't change how you feel about me right and so gives him the benefit of the doubt says i know this is hard for you and his response is you've had too much freedom you are going to be guarded 24 hours a day no more earth bending like you know like his response is like more control oh i'm sorry i didn't control you enough i didn't mold you enough or or make you what i need you to be which is nobody and nothing and you should not exist yeah well here's where my fun interpretation of this from a queer subtext comes in because there is the level of we're seeing the dichotomy of like demure femininity and like feeble girlishness Mm. versus the chaos and power of this completely masculine male uh, testosterone space yeah. and she is the champion she is the king of that space like she owns it they all know it she knows it that is where she's her most powerful and to me it didn't feel like anything that was like oh like a queer anything really I was just like oh she's just like badass but then in that moment when she is saying to her dad like I know you're kind of ashamed of me I hope this doesn't change anything the dichotomy of like massness and feminist really like exacerbates itself in that because it is this level of like, I hope you don't see me as anything less than like your young feminine daughter. And he's like, my daughter is not into masculine shit. My daughter's not into like powerful, strong stuff. Like you're a girl, not a boy. Like that's Mm -hmm. the subtext of that reaction. And so to me, I'm like, Oh, this feels, this feels like more than just, this like oh my <laughs> no, what oh my daughter's blind and now gay no yeah <laughs> no, i mean i don't because i don't think that that is like i don't think we really explore that a whole lot with toff mm-hmm. like she is definitely a more masculine character but i don't think we like ever really get into her sexuality or any sort they, of queerness right around with different stuff that like i think you could read into if you chose to yeah um, but wasn't necessarily put that for that. Like, okay. um, there's like little moments, like when they see the play and she's being like played by a big giant <laughs> man. There's a little like, oh, ha ha ha! Like that's really who Toph is on the inside. Um, yeah. And then like there's like that time where she like almost drowns and like Suki saves her and she kisses Suki. And, oh. uh, and she's like, oh, actually, it's me. And she blushes. And I think that it's always worth noting whenever they have like a character blushing. Yes. Ooh. That's true. Because, yeah, because that's like, that is the vibe to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that, that seems like to be what they're saying, at least subtextually, again, with the, with the her hating the dresses and the 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 feminist and the 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 demure like guarded and kept young daughter like she's like fuck that like i'm not this is not me at all i'm not this and like you see her move forward and she is just this like grungy little earth kid who's like so powerful and can take out an army single she's just like i love it because it does feel very queer it feels like this moment especially like she comes out kind of in that space yeah they see everything who she is they see all of her and their reaction is like oh no fuck that and fuck you and you're not having any freedom go to your room uh for her to be like okay 
I'm gonna pack up and I'm gone. Like, like okay, anyway, um, what's that over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ow. it is it is interesting, and I mean, granted, I don't put it, I don't blame her at all to to just tell everybody like, oh yeah, they changed their mind. They said I could mm-hmm. go. I know it kind of puts them in danger a little bit, but again, that's also her information to keep. Like, it, she doesn't owe that to anybody. Mm-mm. And it just it sets a lot of things in motion. Yeah, it really does. Also, the Ta- audacity so cool. of her dad, like huh? the audacity of her dad to think that, like, he like after everything he just witnessed, that he can put her in a room and that's gonna hold yeah. her. Well, it also just blows my mind that I'm like, people are so hung up on like gender expectation yeah. that I'm like, your daughter is literally the strongest person. Like, you have no idea. You saw it. She destroyed. She's the coolest person. Start asking for her help. The, the the person who you're so like, oh my god, it's the Avatar. The one person who you would invite in unannounced and feed. Yeah. Like, you're the richest people in the world. The one person is like, your daughter is special and she is going to change the world. But because that's like a masculine thing or whatever, you're like, oh, fuck that. Girls don't do that. It's like, you're so silly. Like, you silly little feeble man. Like, what What a sad reaction mm-hmm. to, to this amazing news, this amazing ground, literally groundbreaking information. Like, this is going to change the course of her life forever. And it's this thing that she's worked so hard at and she knows how to do and she's done it. She is it. She's the one. Um, for your reaction to be like, well, that's not what girls do. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You sad dad. You absolute little monster. But not in a hot not way. That. Yeah, not a sad dad in a hot way because like sad dads can be very hot and not this one. Mm-mm. Like Iroh, he's a sad dad. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> Toss dad? Sad dad, not hot. So it's interesting to see where we fall on this this scale um, between hot and not hot in the sad dad category. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Toph, I'm so happy she's here. I'm happy we're yes. Just it, she's she literally is going to make everything better. Just in terms of dynamics of the group too, right? Because this is like where we start to get some of the she's she's she can be a bit of a naysayer so sometimes i feel like ang and katara are just like yeah let's just do that and she i feel like she's yeah. like she's kind of the reason this like the, the the chime of reason behind them being like hey maybe uh that's stupid or maybe <laughs> you guys should think about this a little bit yeah um so to watch these like i'm just excited to see those dynamics again and it's just she she raises the stakes she does. With Toph around, Katara's not slacking off. Aang is not slacking off. Like, Sokka was going to be great no matter what. But yeah. at least, like, Sokka has someone that he can, like, really rely on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, yeah, she she keeps them on their toes. Yeah. It's exciting. Yes. She's, like, literally oh. the coolest. I'm so excited that, like, now every episode from here on out that we get to talk about her and she's a part of it because I think she really does bring like a perspective that is absolutely necessary and missing to um to the Avatar group right now, right? To Team Avatar because right now it's yeah silly little Aang and then like sometimes silly tries to be big man Sokka 
and Katara, yeah. who like yeah. has to be mommy to everybody, but like is like also still does want to, you know, like have fun. Like it doesn't really feel like there's a sense of urgency right now. And I feel like when Toph gets there, she's like, okay, we're here. Let's do this. Like it feels like yeah. now. It's supposed to have a mission. Yeah. Let's do the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So real. How long did it take Aang to like get to the like Northern Water Tribe? Because like he's like, oh, I'm gonna go ride this fish, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. So now he has like literally an entire season to learn earthbending, which is his hardest element because it is so different than like it is so opposite of his like nature, right? Um, and we get to and. So moving forward, we get to see Aang struggle, which he hasn't really done before, you know, and we get to see, um, I think, like, Toph's presence, like, just really changes the game. Her presence also just, like, humbles him in a really good way. Yes. Like, because, again, he is so kind-hearted. He is so, he's good. He's, like, a good person. But there is a level of, like, pompous... Uh, ego-driven expectation because he is the avatar that is it can get really toxic at times and a little annoying and i feel like Toph is like you're not that special and you're like yeah i love i love a nice balanced like she's bringing him back down to reality until like to to get him into the i don't know like like a, a, a a space of a leader right like when he's his best i feel like he now has the correct people around him to make this happen um, and it's just cool to see. And we're also going to see what happens with these, uh, her teacher and the wrestling guy. Because obviously we see at the end when they leave, um, Toss dad is going to pay the main guy in the wrestling, I forget his name, and her teacher to go and uh, bring mm -hmm. her back. Because he says, oh no, the Avatar has kidnapped my daughter. Um, go and get her back. So... We're going to see that catch up to them. It obviously also adds like another element of danger. Another thing they have to worry about, which is cool. Um, yeah. This episode fucks. Cute times. It does. Also, it was really cute. Um, just like the whole theater of their like wrestling ring was so fun. And seeing Sokka yeah. just like know nothing about this and then just be like, yeah, <laughs> fucking you are my person. The boulder, the boulder's going to smash. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, this is so fun. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. He's yeah. just, he really is it's just a, fun. Yeah. He's a creature of his element. Like I feel like he's so adaptable because then, that the whole goofy shit where like Aang wins and he gets the belt and the thing and then he's like, Yay, now I finally have a belt to match my purse or to match yeah. my bag and it's like it's cute. It's cute, it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's just cute. Mm -hmm. It's cute. It's cute. Um, okay. How well how do we feel? Do we have anything else to cover in Toph's inaugural time? Um just Toph, we love you. We love Toph. Welcome to the story. More shout outs to the animation during the fight sequences. Uh, so much cool stuff that they're doing. Like literally she's fighting the last guy and he shoot, he like knocks out all those things at her and she just pyramids herself in a rock pyramid and then throws out the front panel of the pyramid. 
and then he throws something back at her and she does just like a side profile and you see the rocks like graze her hair and you're just like this is it's perfection sick it's just and so that's good. Just where we're so starting good. with her and her ability like everybody I else know, had to like i know katara was not very advanced uh ang sure he could do some stuff but he wasn't like i mean his air bending is where it's at right but yeah like yeah she's just <laughs> she's a master already like in in yeah. a few weeks from now she is going to invent a whole new style of bending that is how advanced she is literally ah she rules top forever top forever <sighs> okay well um thank every single little person who's listening to this gorgeous little podcast thank you so much for joining us here today on this gorgeous gorgeous beautiful day yes music and editing by eric lafibri artwork by david tercero and please do not forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast because it helps us so much. Yes, it does. And remember, Uncle Ira was a war criminal. Uncle Ira was a war criminal. Mm-mm. End of sentence. Um, always so, wanted to mention that he's all you mm-hmm. needed. But uh, you know, bad history, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, bye. <laughs> 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 I love it. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From misfits to share. Green Day to Gaga or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice podcast. The Lousy Advice podcast? The Lousy Advice podcast. Podcast.